Welcome to Faith Bible College International's podcast, where we share spirit-filled preaching, teaching, and encouragement for everyone living to make a world of difference in their life and the lives around them with the good news of Jesus Christ. Originally aired on October 8th, 2020. The second greatest decision you'll ever make is who you marry. It's who you marry. They can make the ministry a wonderful thing or they can make the ministry a hard thing. And uh, so, and I've been very blessed. The Lord really, really did have a plan of putting us together. And so I couldn't have done any better and she couldn't have done any worse, but by grace, we are saved and married today. And I'm very grateful as you, if you maybe heard a couple weeks ago, I don't call her the first lady because there's too many preachers got second and third ladies going. And uh, she's not the first lady. She's the only lady that I have. So would you give a warm welcome to my wife, Darcy Ward, as she comes and ministers the word. Um, He's funny. (laughs) You know, we've been married for 20... (laughs) A long time. 28 years. And... It is true, the person that you marry is very important. So I pray that you make great decisions, amen? Amen. So is Sister Belle here? No. Wow, she nailed it. Can I just say, like I was so proud of her. Um, I was, you tell her, You, you really encourage her. So I was going to speak about the blind spots of ministry. But after I heard her speak, I just wanted to kind of just tag team and just speak kind of what she was talking about. She kind of brought you to the table, right? No excuses, sitting at the table. I'm gonna preach to you today about staying at the table. Okay, staying at the table. I want you to stay at the table. So I'm gonna really just have a mom talk with you today. Do you have, how many have had a talk with your mother that, dear Jesus, like it was a talk? (laughs) Mariah, raise your hand. Yeah. (laughs) Not actually too many with Mariah. Some of my other ones, maybe. But no, I'm just kidding. How many of you have had, like, your mom recognized something and she wanted to chat with you? Raise your hand. I want to see it. Okay. So I have three children, but I feel like I have three children, but I feel like I have a lot of children. If you've ever seen me talk to you, I just kind of feel like you're my kids, okay? So I just want to come to you today and encourage you, okay? You got this. So stand with me. We're going to read from 1 Samuel 3. And just ask the Lord to help us to stay at the table. Okay. 1 Samuel 3, verse 3, it says, The lamp of God had not yet gone out. 
And Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, say suddenly. The Lord called out Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called again Samuel. Again Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. Samuel did not yet say yet. No, the Lord, because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time. And one more, and once more, Samuel got up and Eli went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? And Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed, and the Lord came and called as before. Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. How many want to listen today? It wasn't me that put the call on you, it was God. I'm just wanting to reveal to you how to hear his voice all the time in your ministry. You may be seated. So how many here like drive-thrus? Have you ever been through a drive-thru with Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's, Burger King, Chick-fil-A? Woo! Um, my husband hates the drive-thru when I'm with him. Because I, he, he's not exaggerating when he says I always want to look. And I just want to see if there's anything new at McDonald's. And there is not. And I always get the same thing at almost every restaurant. It's ridiculous, and I know it. We went out the other night with Rocky and Mariah, and we went to Las... Thank you. And we went there, and I looked at the menu, and I thought, I'm going to step out of my box, and I'm going to get something different. Then I remembered I did that once there, and I did not like it. So I got the same thing. Now, he is a little strange in this area. The waitress came to our table and he said to her, a total stranger, we've never met her, we don't know her, and he said, what on this menu? And we're all like, dear Jesus, come on. What on this menu that nobody orders that is great? And he ordered what this total stranger told him to order. And it came, and dear Jesus, it looked horrendous. It was beef with this green stuff. And 
but he loved it. And if he didn't love it, he wouldn't have told us because he was a little bit of pride there. So ministry is not a drive-through. If I was going to go through the drive-through, I would say, give me a church, give me a college where they're always nice to me where they always love me, where they always want to do anything that needs to be done. No. It's not that way. Ministry, you have to sit at the table, and you have to stay at the table, and you have to listen to his voice. I want to talk to you about a conversation that I'd have with you to keep you in the ministry. Because I want in 15 years for you to call me and tell me how great your ministry is going. I want you to call me and say, this is what God's doing. I don't want you to call me and tell me that you're having an affair. I don't want you to call me and tell me that you've left the ministry. I want you to tell me how good it is and what God's showing you. So this is five things that you need in the ministry to stay in the ministry. You need to know the voice of God. You need to know his voice. Samuel had to learn to hear his voice. It's not an automatic. You know, when you got to the college, you didn't know Andy's voice. Right? But now, if you hear him at any time, you know that's Brother Dreyer. Right? Say, say something, Andy. Mercy. Mercy. <laughs> you know his voice because you've been around it. Give us that ability to always hear his voice. We have these things, these cell phones, and they're talking to us all the time. Because we're, whatever you guys do, I don't know, I have to have my kids help me. I don't know. We're, you're just constantly on it. You're on it and you're listening and you're looking and you're liking and you're blocking and you're, I don't know what you do, but you're on it. This is a voice. Only let it have so much control. Because this voice is not the real voice. This voice, the Bible, is his voice. And I need to hear his voice. I need to. I can't get through one week of ministry without hearing his voice. And there's a voice, and maybe you haven't heard it for a while. You need to get back with him and listen. You need to stay at the table. You need to stay at the table. Amen? I'm going to stay at the table. I want you to say I want you to say it. I'm going to stay at the table. You need to recognize his voice and respond. You need to recognize it and you need to respond. When God tells you to do something, obedience is very important to him. It's so important. 
It's so important. He, Samuel had to listen, but he had to do something that God told him. And if you read what God told him, it wasn't easy. The first time God speaks to him, he has to tell his leader, God's not going to help you, buddy. You and your family are in sin. The first time God speaks to him, he's going to tell his leader something. You need to recognize and you need to um, respond. The third thing, the second thing or third thing I want to talk to you about is you need to stay committed to God. You need to stay committed. I was thinking of Daniel, how he was committed to God. He was committed to God. It said in Daniel 6, but when Daniel learned the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room. The window toward Jerusalem, he prayed three times a day, just as he had always done. When you're committed and you're sitting at the table, you're going to do things every day. And one of them is speaking to God. You're committed. You're committed to him. Stay committed. Now this one is a strong one. You need to connect to the right people. What's that? I don't know. Just felt good. Can you do it? Johnny, can you do that? Yes, you can. He's like, oh dear, Jesus. You need to connect to the right people. I was thinking of how Samson connected to the wrong person and it ruined his ministry for a while. It took his physical strength, his eyesight, his freedom, because he connected to the wrong person. God already warned him. God already told him. And he connected to the wrong person. In ministry, you need to connect to the right people. It's one of the most important things because it it will either help your ministry or it will destroy your ministry. Connecting to the right people. Connecting to them. Connecting to them. I was thinking how years ago that I worked at a church in Florida when I was at college and, and it was Pastor Jesse and Sister Queen. And it was the inner city church, and I just love this church. And I'll be honest with you that in those years that I worked there, I actually learned how to minister. Just those every Sunday, every Wednesday. Every time they had staff and invited me over to their house and I watched them with their staff, I actually learned how to minister when I was under them. Volunteering and not getting paid is how I learned. I saw them love people. 
I saw them pray for people. I saw them hug people that were homeless and stunk so bad. I saw them when they needed things, but they still gave things away. Sister Queen's heart just loved. And I thought one time when I was watching her, Lord, if I'm ever in the ministry, that's what I want to be like. You need to look at a few people and you need to watch them. You really need to watch them. Because there are different times in ministry that you don't actually feel like hugging. Or my husband never will hug you, but I will hug you. So um, there are different times in ministry where honestly, I am ministering sometimes out of my brokenness and you have no idea, but I'm still ministering. Be around people that you don't have to hear all their stuff all the time. They want to tell you about the power of the Holy Spirit. If your minister or who you're under is just constantly down, get away from it. Get away from it. Get away from it. It's so ungodly. Get under somebody that knows the power of the Holy Spirit. That there's not one person that can come into my church. Not not my church, his church, sorry. There's not one person that can come into my church and not be changed. I, I believe it. I believe if they come in totally drunk that they can leave totally free of that. I believe that they can come in a homosexual and leave free. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. I've seen it. I believe it. And I walk in it. Yes. So connect to the right people. Yes. You need to stand firm in opposition. I was thinking of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and how they had the chance to bow. (laughs) You will have a chance to bow. Just to let you know. You will have the chance when there's a whole table full of people and everybody's believing one way. You will have the chance to just say yes. You're going to have the chance to bow. But I pray, Faith Bible College International students, that you will stand up, you'll plant your feet, and say, I will not bow to anybody except my God. I'm not going to give in. His word is his word. Last night, there was a, a young lady that had come to our church when she was a teenager. She's in college. She had just had a, just a rough life. Family took her in. And I don't know, I just, I loved her. Last night I was on Instagram, listening to that voice. I was just kidding, I was, okay. And I saw her story. She's in New York. And she was raising money for, let's just say, a rainbow organization. 
And she said, Christians, stop hating and start loving. I literally sit on my couch and I thought, you're going to have a chance to stand and you're going to have a chance to bow. I inboxed her. If you get an inbox from me, not pastor, because he's been spammed, so God only knows what he's telling you. It's not him. (laughs) And I said, I 100% disagree with you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I disagree with you. I love you. I disagree with you. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to live by the Bible. I'm going to preach the Bible. I love you. She wrote back this long story. I wrote back, call me. Sometimes it's not in the writing. I didn't put it on her wall. Some people that want to argue on Facebook are complete idiots. Can I just say that? They're idiots. Sorry, that was not. They're just idiots. I have no use for it. I delete you in Jesus' name. I delete you. Oh, I like that. I'm going to delete you in Jesus' name. You're going to have a chance to bow in your ministry. You're going to have a chance to compromise. You are going to have the chance. But you also can have the chance to be the only one standing. And God will bless you. And God will protect you. And God will be with you. The last point that I want to talk about is there's always a way out. There's always a way out. Always. Joseph, if you read his story and you listen to his story and you actually think he was actually just like us. And it just seemed like he went through battle after battle after battle. But he continued to run from any temptation that came. When you're sitting at the table of ministry, there's always gonna be a way out of ministry. Always, always. But I did not get my call from anybody except him. I'm pretty sure that if God called me when I was a little girl, that he'll call me when I'm an older girl. Because I won't say old lady. That doesn't sound good. Joseph always had the chance to leave the table, but he stayed. Joseph was at the place where a woman came to him, grabbed him, wanted him, and he ran. I'm telling you, you are going to have an opportunity to do wrong. 
But there's always a way out. Always a way out of it. God never, there's never a temptation, never, not one temptation that you have to give into. There's not one. There's not one. I'm not just talking about sexual sins. I'm talking about bitterness. Get it out of your table. Some of you have some mama issues or daddy issues. Get it off your table. I refuse to go there. I refuse. Sometimes I'll be at my table, spiritually speaking, and I know that there's stuff inside of me that I got to get rid of, and I have to. But when I get rid of it, he just fills it with some more meat. He just makes it better. You need to stay at the table. Stay at the table. Raya, would you come on up? I was, I was thinking about my parents gave us um, a piece of land. We've been living here for, I don't know, many years. And they, they gave us a piece of land. And when we were getting ready to build our house, and, and there were like stakes. Is that what they're called? Like something around our property to show our property line? Should have asked you this before. Stakes, is that what they're called? I can't tell if you're just saying yes or, yeah, it's right. Okay, okay. So, so they put stakes around. I feel like that's the wrong word. Is that, is that the right word? Okay. Okay, of course it's the right word. Why would I question myself? It's my table. So there are stakes around our land. And it showed where our property was. But there are rules to keeping that property. There are rules that you have to abide by to be a minister of the gospel. If we did not pay our monthly payment, they could come and take our land. But since we pay for it, it's ours. And when you are living how you're supposed to be living and you're depending on the Holy Spirit, there are stakes where it says, nope, this is mine. And sometimes I've seen it where Christians allow things on their land that they should get off their land. But that's my land. I'm going to do everything I can to protect that land. You need to do everything you can to protect you and your ministry. There are different things you have to do, but when you do those, it's yours. Does that make sense? When you do what God called you to do, it's yours. I was thinking how when we did the five for five at our church, I I remember you're preaching. Stand up. Stand up. She preached and you had like a posted sign. That girl preached. And when I, I, I still remember it because I remember telling her after, man, I wish God would have given me that one. I would have preached it. When you 
posted, that means get off my land, it's mine. And when we follow his word and we do his word, he will bless us at the table. Anna, there's things inside of you that you haven't even tapped into yet. Like there's so much inside of you. I'll, I will never forget when you preached and I sat there and thought, keep preaching, keep being at the table. God has called you, he has set you apart and you have everything you need to be at the table. And the great thing is, is you, when you're at the table, you will bring other people to the table. That's our job, is to bring other people at the table. Other people at the table. How many of you would just make that complete commitment right now? I am staying at the table. I mean, I mean it, like I'm staying at the table no matter what comes, no matter what, what I have to go through, no matter what I ha is against me, I am staying at the table. I am staying at his table. There is nothing that will push me out of my table. It's my table. I'm gonna eat there, I'm gonna live there, I'm gonna bring other people there. It's the table. He's created the table for you. Just stay at the table. Stay at the table. If I had time, I'd lay my hand on every one of you and just say, stay at the table. Stay at the table. Don't let anything get in between you and God. If you're going to make that commitment with me, will you stand right now? I'm going to stay at the table. I'm going to stay at the table. I'm going to stay at the table. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will you just raise your hands for a minute and just say, God, I'm going to listen to your voice. I'm going to listen to your voice. I'm going to know your voice. I'm going to recognize it. I'm going to respond to it. I'm going to connect to the right people. I'm going to stand firm. And there's always a way to stay at the table. Hallelujah. No more excuses, as Sister Bell said. I'm going to stay at the table. I'm going to do my best. Hallelujah. I'm going to do my best. listening to this podcast. If you would like to know more about Faith Bible College International, please go to faithbci.org and find out how you can enroll in our programs or partner with our mission. Again, thank you for listening to FBCI Podcast. Join us next time for more teaching and encouragement. Remember, you make a world of difference.